0: For making me come
1: to Mars ah! no, I'm try. I hate this fucking planet <laughs> You think this is the real It is Get your ass to Mars
2: Get your ass to Mars Get your ass to
3: Mars Welcome to Geek Fights, I'm Damon Shaw And with me as always is Mr. Mike Ortiz Mike, who's joining us tonight?
4: Well, tonight we've got Chad Durdowski. Hello. Dave Gill. Howdy. And joining us for the first time, Chuck Farrell. Hey, hey. And uh, Chuck is actually the first of our Legion of Geeks who is uh, joining us on an episode, the first of our listeners to uh, to actually make it onto the other side of the microphone. Welcome, Chuck.
2: Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir.
4: So uh, what are we fighting about this time, Damon?
3: Well, this week's battle is... DC versus Marvel, two electric boogaloo, and uh, this one works a little bit differently. Mike, how do we do this?
4: Well, this one uh, we're we're not doing our our normal bracket style. This is uh, going back to the old school mano a mano. We've got one DC name or concept or idea going up against another uh, concept or idea from Marvel. Uh, each one of us will pick one. Uh, and the majority will win. And, uh, at the end, we will tally up the total and see whether Marvel or DC has the most votes. Uh, and as always, we, uh, we make this choice, uh, based however we want, whoever's cooler, more interesting, uh, what artist worked on it, uh, anything that you can use, um, any, any way we can use our old fashioned geek logic. Uh, what's geek logic, Mike? Well, geek logic is. If Webster's Dictionary were enlightened enough to have an entry on Geek Logic, it would define it as any argument you can use to back up your choice. You define the terms any way you like, as long as it supports your claim and makes sense to you.
3: So, as always, that's Geek Logic. Alright, well, let's start our fights. Here we go, jumping right into the beginning... Uh, with DC merchandise versus Marvel merchandise. And uh, as much as I like Marvel merchandise, I look around my room and I see way, way more DC merchandise. So I'm going to have to give a point to DC. Mike?
4: Yeah, I, I have to agree. Uh, I, I'm looking right now at uh, one, two, three, four, five, six power batteries and a shitload of Green Lantern rings. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to have to give it to DC. Okay,
1: Chad? Um yeah, you know, I would go DC based solely on those DC direct action figures. Um the, the, they they they've just got it all over Marvel. Uh the only the only possible point I could give to Marvel is that Captain America's shield and a replica of Thor's hammer are cooler than a batarang. As sweet as a batarang might be, but that being said, it's still going DC.
4: Yeah, but the only Captain America shield they ever released is kind of shitty. <laughs>
3: yeah
1: oh really just a little bit uh dave
0: what's it is your not phone made of adamantium. Uh, i don't know man that's a tough call i think i got an even even uh, amount of uh, unfortunately in storage mostly these days but action figures on both sides and trinkets and whatnot but um i do like the dc direct line i do like a lot of their lines better so i'm gonna go with dc on that
2: and uh chuck is it a clean sweep uh yes it is i'm gonna have to sign with dc uh you know i always played with uh, dc figures when i was a kid and uh i never really bought too much of the merchandise as i got older but uh uh i also like those dc direct uh things they've come out with as of late um so yeah dc
3: all right in a clean sweep dc takes the first point and we're moving on to our next fight it is Batman versus Thor. Mike, this one's yours.
4: Well, certainly in, in a straight up match, the power goes to Thor. But I'm I'm a firm believer that Batman is just one of those characters that always has the edge, always has an angle, always has a way figured out. But uh, if if this had been a few months ago I would have sided with Batman, but you know, goddammit, I really like that Thor trailer that they showed at San Diego, so fuck it, I'm going Thor.
1: Uh, right, Chad? Uh, super tough because Batman is Batman and he's the icon. Um, but man, Thor has been one of my favorites for a long, long time. Uh, you know, I, I fuck it, Thor.
3: Fuck it. Fuck it. All Thor. right. Thor gets a point. Dave?
0: Yeah, well, I always preferred Batman. To Thor, just never everything of ever red and uh, and not red particularly, but you know Thor is a god and mighty will smite thee. I think Thor's going to win.
2: All right, another point for Thor, Chuck. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm uh, even though I really like Batman a lot, would like to pick him. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to go with the uh, Thor as well, just because he's just so much more powerful. Um... Uh, Batman, you know, I'd love to go with the goddamn Batman, he's badass, but uh, Thor would just, you know, boom, you know, destroy him.
3: Okay, you know, all of you DC fans can't seem to find a way to make Batman win. Batman's superpower is Batman always wins. Batman versus <laughs> Superman, Batman wins. Batman versus God, Batman wins. It's the way it works. So I'm giving a point to Batman, even though it doesn't count, and shame on you DC fans for not knowing that's his real power. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the next fight though it is wildstorm versus malibu uh both companies that were acquired by
1: dc and marvel respectively chad that one goes to you yeah and you pick the guy with the least knowledge on the topic to lead it off That's um fun. <laughs> i look at malibu as an enormous wasted potential and as kind of a pathetic marvel looking at it going oh there's competition fuck it we're just gonna buy them up um and then doing nothing with it, burying uh, you know creators and uh, you know whatever merchandise sales stories. and who knows? maybe Malibu wouldn't have been shit uh, and they would have went out of business one way or the other it doesn't matter. Wildstorm, on the other hand, is thriving, it's successful um, and it's you know a nice little imprint that DC's got and uh, kudos to them so I go wildstorm. Uh, because who's even heard of malibu in the past <laughs> six years <laughs> nobody uh dave
0: yeah i'm in total agreement i think uh even the beginning when wildstorm was still just image they were awesome even you know in the, in the 90s when it was all sort of crap we all bought it anyway because how fun was that but you know they have x machina now still and every once uh-huh. in a while i'll pick up whatever a trade of the authority or trade or something, yeah. Uh, Wildstorm, hands down. Malibu, even back when everything was, you know, everybody was out there throwing comics left and right at us, I still never read them. I read a lot of crap back then, but I turned them down. So, Wildstorm, all the way.
2: Okay, another point for Wildstorm. Chuck? Uh, I'm going to go with Wildstorm too. I don't even think I've ever read uh, a Malibu book. Uh, you know, I've read Astro City. Uh, I thought that was good. Uh, I've heard good things about Ex Machina. So, Wildstorm
1: uh point for wildstorm is, isn't is planetary was that a wildstorm book uh, yes it was yes, yes, I, yes it was i just, that was, I just that was read good. that for the first time like a month ago holy shit that is really good <laughs> yeah but that wasn't right. finished though right i don't
2: think they finished no, right? it, it
1: finished y- recently yeah oh okay recently
2: right. yeah um
3: that's good stuff okay uh you know i would i would almost give it to wildstorm because of planetary the authority and all that good stuff but what about prime <laughs> yeah, nobody remembers Prime. Well, I, remember the, Prime. I remember Prime. I, I know, I know, but the people that are listening don't know what we're talking about. But uh, Men in Black. I'm almost positive Men in Black comes from Malibu. And that, that, that was Malibu. Was, and that was a great, great movie series. So, And they're talking about making a third one. That was a great movie. Both, <laughs> of, them. Not a like great both of them. I like both of them. I like them both. A great I'm going to give my point to Malibu. Mike?
4: Yeah, you know, they malibu may have had prime but uh you forget that uh wildstorm had promethea and tom strong and you know alan moore and warren ellis and mark millar and and like someone said i i i read a malibu book over the week or a a wildstorm book over the weekend and uh when was the last time a malibu book came out so wildstorm
3: Yep, Wildstorm takes this one, and we're moving on to our next fight. It is Superman versus Black Bolt. Dave, this one's yours.
0: Oh, okay, so Superman, uh, how do you not like Superman even if you don't want to like Superman? But, uh, uh, Black Bolt's pretty cool, and he's got the whole, you know, I can't speak without destroying you mystique to him, and he's the king of a whole crazy bunch of people on the moon or hidden somewhere, and, uh. Frankly, Superman's got an equilibrium. So, if Black Bolt opened his mouth, he would hurt Superman, and I think he would win. Black Bolt.
2: Point for Black Bolt, Chuck. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh Superman. I mean, I realize Superman uh, has kind of a lame factor, and that he wears bright colors and's fighting for the truth, justice, and the American way. But I mean, he's Superman. Come on, you know, he's it's a classic character. Uh, Superman. Uh
3: point for Superman. Uh, yeah, I I think this is an interesting match because Superman is super strong, super fast, super whatever superpower he needs, but Black Bolt has one power, and one power only. If he opens his mouth, he probably destroys the world. I kind of like that about him, so I'm going to give my point to Black Bolt.
4: Mike? Well, uh, depending on your interpretation of Black Bolt, his power is still basically Sonic-based, and Superman has the ability to travel faster than the speed of sound, so he could outrun Black Bolt's shockwave. Um, however, I do remember that scene in uh, Black Bolt, the Richard Donner cut. Oh, wait, there was no Black Bolt movie, <laughs> so I'll have to give it to Superman.
3: <laughs> all right.
1: Okay. Point for Superman, it's all tied up and going to you, Chad. Oh, shit. Um, huge Superman fan. Superman's the man, I'd like to believe. Superman would never give up, and based on Mark, Mike's argument, uh, yeah, you know, if, if his powers are Sonic-based, eh, but, you know, I would like to believe that Black Bolt is just that fucking powerful. He's so po- I've seen him knock down the Hulk. Shit. I, I think Black Bolt, I, I'm going to give it to Black Bolt. Whoa! I think, that's a, I think it's just a way more interesting idea to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Black Bolt takes the win. I was not expecting that at all. And we're moving on to our next fight, Chuck. This one is yours. It is the DC animated versus Marvel animated. And That is all of their animated TV shows, cartoon shorts, everything.
2: Uh, okay. Um, well, uh, I used to watch the the X Men cartoon when I was a kid. Uh, well, younger in the nineties, you know, that was pretty cool. Um, but uh, and recently, Marvel's gotten pretty good with like those straight to DVD animated movies, but. Overall, I think DC kind of blows it out of the water because you got the um, the Justice League cartoons. You have the Batman animated series was amazing. Superman one was pretty good. Um, so I'm going for DC animated.
3: Uh, yeah, even though Mar- I-, I love Marvel, Marvel I'm a Marvel zombie somewhat. Um, DC animated is exactly if all of DC's comics were done in animated format and just do away with the whole company, I would be a DC man all the way, because these characters are so super powerful, and you really don't get to see the expression of it in in still pictures. It's only when they're on screen, moving, that you really can appreciate how awesome they are, so
4: I'm going to give a point to DC. Mike? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree, Uh, even though Marvel was my 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 first love, animation-wise, uh, with those horrible, horrible old cartoons where they just cut out the comics and move things around a little bit. Uh, the, the the in particular the the Paul Dini. Bruce Tim animated stuff uh that alone is is better really than than any marvel or d c movie ever made that stuff is actually I think it's better than the d c universe that's that that to me is the best expression of those characters, so I have to give it to d c all right
3: another point for d c Chad
1: yeah, I will second that I mean those movies d c whether it's been uh weekly or daily TV series cartoon series. Or their direct-to-DVD movies, they're just hitting it out of the park all the time. And uh, Marvel's had some good stuff, but nothing, you know, my love for Spider-Man and his amazing friends can't win this round. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it, no contest. All
0: right. Dave. Yeah, they the Marvel, you know, the, the 90s stuff, the X-Men and, and Spider-Man were, were really amazing, like adapting years and years worth of, of plot lines into into half an hour bits with different characters, you know, performing the things. They were great. Marvel had a, a much better, when you go back to the stuff Mike was talking about, much better theme songs. I think Marvel wins on theme <laughs> songs by far. They're so catchy and they're lyrical and whatnot, but... Honestly, I just watched the, uh, the end of uh, Justice League Unlimited uh, Season 1 today, and I was just I was blown away again. I was like, oh, my God, there was so much intricate plotting and character development and subterfuge, and this genius, on top of all their you know direct-to-DVD stuff. So DC all the way, man. They uh-huh. totally win.
3: All right, another point for DC. And we're moving on to our next fight, which is Etrigan the Demon versus Wolverine. And uh, I like Wolverine a lot. But I kind of like the rhyming demon a little bit more. Plus, he's kind of from hell, so I'm going to go with Etrigan.
4: Mike, yeah, you know I've I've never been a fan of Wolverine, and uh, I, I might have have leaned that way prior to that last horrible Wolverine movie. But the Etrigan <coughs> Etrigan was created by Jack Kirby, so that alone will make him the winner in my
1: book. Uh, Chad, yeah, you know I've uh, I'm. I've been pretty anti-Wolverine for some time, but uh, kind of on a Wolverine kick lately for some reason. Uh, like Jason Aaron, uh, his work on the Weapon X comic has been cool. Um, and yeah, Etrigan's, I mean, it's Kirby, and he's cool, and he's a demon, but uh, I don't know. My heart says Wolverine tonight. Wolverine? Ask me tomorrow, and I might change my mind. But All right. Dave?
0: I've always, uh, always enjoyed the Etrigan stuff, but the rhyming, depending on who was writing him, you know, uh, obviously you can make it more interesting and less interesting, and I'm not real big in the supernatural stuff, uh, and Wolverine is what he is, so I think if you put the two of them in a room, I honestly think Wolverine might come out on top, just because Etrigan could blow his crazy hell flame on him, but he would just burn off his skin and grow it back and just keep slicing until he, until he gets Etrigan, so I'm going to go with Wolverine. All right, Wolverine,
3: it's all tied up. Going to you, Chuck. Who do you have?
2: okay uh well i used to be a huge uh, fan of wolverine but it's just gotten to a point where i feel like um it kind of went overboard you know like uh, uh too much wolverine i'm just kind of sick of him. uh etrigan you know you got the again jack kirby uh always creates cool characters um and uh i I could be wrong, but I think he even has some kind of, like, mind-type powers, uh, which he might be able to kind of uh, use to defeat Wolverine. So I'm going with uh, Etrigan.
3: All right. Etrigan wins. And we're moving on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Lobo
4: versus the Hulk. Well, uh, when I said just a second ago that I really never cared for Wolverine, Lobo embodies everything I hate about Wolverine and a whole lot more. (laughs) And uh, <laughs> I I love the Hulk as 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 a kid that uh, that TV show with Lou Ferrigno was was awesome I mean that really was one of my favorite shows and Peter David's run on the Hulk to me still stands as one of the best comic book runs ever so I'm giving it to the Hulk.
3: All right, a point for the Hulk,
1: Chad. The Hulk. <laughs> Nothing no more needs to be said. <laughs> yeah, just you know. Yeah. Uh, Lobo's great for what he is, whatever, but that fucking Hulk.
3: You don't like the main man, that's fine. Dave?
0: Yeah, and I, I give a lot of respect to Keith Giffen for, you know, Loboing it up like a crazy person and I've enjoyed him when he was in the uh Given Debates run of the Justice League and all that stuff, but I really never like Lobo. I'm with Mike. He's just embodies everything I dislike about comic books at times, so I'm gonna go with the Hulk.
2: Another vote for the Hulk. Chuck. Um, you know, uh a lot of people don't realize Lobo was actually created as like a, like a parody character to kind of make fun of like a Punisher, yes. Wolverineish type character. And, um, uh, the guy who created him, I think even was very surprised that he became very popular. It was almost kind of like, he was kind of supposed to be like a mocking stereotype of who became popular. Whereas the Hulk, uh, I feel like it's just always been, you know, just, you know, just, Almost unapproachable power, you know, power wise, and I just always loved them a lot. So uh, I'm siding with the Hulk.
3: Another vote for the Hulk, and uh, <clears throat> he, the Hulk has already won. So I'm going to throw a vote to the main man. I liked Lobo, you bastiches. I don't even know why. I did enjoy it. He, uh, you know what I think he is? He he is the Deadpool of fifteen years ago. So sure, I, I got to give it to that.
4: Yeah, I gotta give it to and, Lobo, and that's though. a compliment. It's a <laughs> no,
1: no, no. Chuck, Chuck is totally right. I mean, Lobo is a parody. He's supposed to be over the top. It's the problem is, is that it seems like not all the writers understand that. You know? Like when Giffen laid it down, it's kind of a different animal than what it became. It seems the dude has space
4: dolphins. Fuck him.
1: <laughs> and we're moving
3: on to our next fight. Chad, this one is yours. It is a Green Lantern Power Ring versus Thor's Hammer.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Let me weigh that battle in my mind. <laughs> um, just one Green Lantern?
3: It's It's the Power Ring. Which one would you just rather be- have? Which one is more powerful?
1: It's up to you. Yeah, um... I think in the long run, I'd rather have a ring. I mean, because I think I could... I mean, being the god of thunder would be sweet, but it seems like there's a lot more that you could do with that ring and just, I don't know, seems like it could take you on different trips. So uh, I'm going to go with the ring. I don't know which one's more powerful, but I think the ring would be cooler. Okay. Dave?
0: Well, I'm probably not worthy of wielding Thor's hammer, so I'm going to go with the ring.
2: All right. Chuck? Um, well, I think if you, they kind of went head-to-head, someone with a power ring and some, you know, someone with Thor's hammer, Thor's hammer would probably be more powerful, but, um, first of all, I just really love everything involving Green Lantern, and, uh, second of all, I feel like you can communicate with other Green Lanterns, you can have backup, um, fly, go all over the place with it, so, uh, power ring. I'll vote for the power
3: ring. Um... I want to vote for the power ring because it is ridiculously powerful it's probably the most powerful weapon in the DC universe and it's never used as such and it's kind of why I don't like it is because it's never used to its full potential because it's ridiculously powerful the only limit to that ring is the willpower of the wielder so uh, that, that to me but Thor's hammer it's fucking Thor the god of thunder that shit is awesome and I am worthy to wield the hammer of Thor, so I am going to take Thor's hammer.
4: Mike? Well, uh, I am certainly not worthy to wield the hammer. And uh, to wield the ring, you have to be without fear, and uh, I'm, I'm filled with fear. Uh, so in in that sense, they're both useless artifacts to me. But uh, I do have, uh, it. I just counted 40 Green Lantern rings, so <laughs> I'll, I'll have to go with Green Lantern.
3: All right, the power ring wins, and we're moving on to our next fight. Uh, Dave, this one is for you. <laughs> it is Catwoman versus Black Cat.
0: Oh, that, wow, that's a tough one. Damn. Let's see. Uh, well, depending on the... I don't even know what the current history is of the characters. Uh, I'm going to go with what I think it is. Uh, Catwoman was, you know, tipped in the streets, turned prostitute, turned awesome jewel thief, turned, uh, you know, love interest for Batman. Um, and the black cat, like, had to go to the kingpin to get some bad luck powers to impress Spider-Man, but she only dug Spider-Man, not Peter Parker, and she was psychotic and stalking him. So I think Catwoman wins. Because, right. you know what, they're both hot as hell, but I would totally avoid Felicia Hardy.
2: All right, one point for Catwoman. Chuck, who do you have? Um, I'm going to have to go with Catwoman. I mean, both of them are very good, kind of like sexy female villains. But, uh, again, Catwoman, you know, just part of the whole Batman, you know, uh, universe, which is great. And um, I even remember, you know, when I was a kid watching that horrible Adam West Batman show, uh... Uh, you know, noticing Julie Newmar as Catwoman. That's like when I was a kid when I first started noticing, hey, you know, that woman's pretty good looking, you know, so I got uh, <laughs> got some some good stuff connected with Catwoman there.
3: So a point for Catwoman. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I, I would I would vote for Catwoman if it wasn't for one thing. The damn movie. That movie's so fucking horrible. And I know it's not technically <laughs> Come cat- on. But but it is Catwoman. And uh, as hot as Halle Berry is in that movie, and she is ridiculously hot, uh, I'm, I'm going to discount Catwoman altogether. Plus, Black Cat will fuck you if you're wearing a mask. That's it. That's all it takes. You kind of have to be a hero-ish, but she'll fuck you. Catwoman won't fuck you. She, uh, why, she has no need to. She wants to steal jewels. Black Cat, like you said, is kind of crazy, and I like that. So my vote goes to Black Cat. Mike?
4: um hold on i'm I'm still picturing them fighting Um, yeah still picturing you know this may take a while so i'll i'll just go black cat so someone else has to choose
1: (laughs) all right it's all tied up and going to you chad who do you have damon here's the thing you're absolutely right the black cat probably will fuck you because you have a mask and catwoman won't but your reasoning is wrong. She's—it's not because she's out, you know, robbing jewels or getting diamonds. It's because you're not fucking worth her time, Damon. It's this is this is like a woman versus a fucking young girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. She's crazy. That's the cool thing. She'll, you know, oh, you got the costume. I don't care about Peter. I want the spider. That's cool. That's awesome. But Catwoman is fucking like, she's far too much for any of us that's 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 she's just too badass dude and uh I'll, I'll throw catwoman up on the icon shelf too for that matter so it's catwoman all the way so you're going catwoman and dc gets no a- contest
3: dc gets another point and we're moving on to our next fight it is dc tv versus marvel tv those are the live action shows chuck <laughs> this one is
2: yours um. Okay. Uh, I I kind of had a hard time uh, deciding on this one, but um, I'm just gonna go with the DC TV shows, just because I can't even really off the top of my head remember any Marvel live action TV shows that I watch on a continuous basis. I mean, some of the the DC shows are pretty bad too. You know, uh, the Shazam TV show, the uh, Adam West Batman, even though I kind of enjoy it for camp value. You, you know, uh, Lois and Clark. But um, uh, I'm just gonna go with DC, just because I can't even remember really watching any live-action Marvel shows on TV.
3: Exactly. What, what you don't you don't remember watching the Incredible Hulk, uh, Spider-Man, and uh, what was it? Generation Next? Didn't they have a show for like a <laughs> yeah. oh, week? Yeah. yeah. Generation Next had a pilot.
4: pilot. Oh, yeah. it was just a
3: pilot. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, it's DC. No matter how crappy their shows are, they have shows more than 3. They have tons of shows. So I, I got to go with DC. Mike
4: uh Catwoman and Black Cat are still fighting, so I'll just I'll just <laughs> pass cuz I know DC's going to win.
1: Uh, I don't know that. All right, you're going to pass, Chad. Oh, uh, yeah, DC has Batman and it had Wonder Woman and they did eh, you know Lois and Clark for what it better or worse and same with Smallville. But Marvel Man, Marvel might not have has had, they might not have had as much, but The Incredible Hulk, man. Like, that was the show. And, like, that that show had a big impact on me. So I got to go Marvel on this one, actually. Well,
0: vote Fuck for it. Marvel. Dave? Yeah, it's a tough call. I remember I watched the Spider Man show when I was a kid, and I remember the Shazam show, and obviously Batman and Yvonne Craig alone makes me want to go to DC on this one. Uh,. And they have you know, DC had like Smallville, right? They had that really brief Superboy. Lois and Clark actually just rewatched oh, I the first episodes. Superboy episodes. It's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be, all things considered. So they, they do really well, but the Hulk, man, I don't think a TV show ever moved me so emotionally. It's that show, man. So I'm gonna go with Marvel just because of the Hulk.
3: Well, 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 Mike, we have to come back with back to you because it's all tied up right now.
4: Uh, all right, DC. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and DC wins that one, and we're moving on to our next fight, which is Animal Man versus Spider Man. And Spider Man is one of my, my all-time favorite characters. He is awesome, but Animal Man wins this fight. He his powers in the right in the hands of the right writer, which would be Grant Morrison, are ridiculous. He can do anything. Uh, I remember reading an issue where he his arm was ripped off. And he stole the powers from a worm and regrew an arm, so yeah, I, I gotta go animal man, Mike
4: uh, as much as I love the the Grant Morrison animal man run, and I think certainly in a fight, uh someone with the powers of all animals against the powers of one animal would certainly win, but before. Grant Morrison got a hold of him. Animal Man was in a group called the Forgotten Heroes because people forgot about him because he sucks. So I'm going to Spider-Man.
1: Okay. Chad? Yeah, I will second that emotion. It's, it's just Spider-Man. Dave?
0: I like that. I like that you pair these two up just because they're both like you know normal Joes. You know, obviously Peter Parker is someone that we can all empathize with, and Animal Man. He was you know when Grant Morrison was writing him anyway, he was a married man with kids, and so they, you know, are two superheroes that you can really you can really appreciate. But uh, powers, yeah, Animal Man would win, but I freaking love Spider Man, so I'm giving it to Spidey.
2: Okay,
3: <clears throat> and Chuck.
2: Um. Yeah, I'd have to agree that uh, the Grant Morrison Animal Man was great. Uh, I loved that a lot. Um but uh yeah, Animal Man before that was kind of a lame character and he kind of suffers from problems sort of like Aquaman where it's like what if there's no animals around, you know? Uh what what's he what's he going to do? Uh like he's 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 powerless. And so like I think it was uh in 52 like a couple years ago, uh there's like there was a long uh, story arc where he's in space and he can't do anything, so he, he was completely useless. Uh, um, so, and and Spider Man, I mean, come on, Spider Man is like the the superhero most all kids start off reading right off the bat. So uh, uh, he's just an iconic character. He's awesome. Um, maybe too many damn Spider Man books out there, uh, but uh, Spider Man.
3: All right, Spider Man wins that one, and we're moving on to our next fight, and it's Jason Todd. Versus Moon Knight and Mike, this one is yours.
4: This this is actually a tough one for me. I I, I thought about this a lot. Uh, I I didn't really like Jason Todd uh, as as Robin. Uh, I didn't have the hatred that many people had, but I certainly thought the 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 gimmick, the stunt of his death, was kind of stupid. Uh, and I, I thought the way that he came back was also pretty dumb. But I think what they've done with him since has actually been pretty awesome. Um, the reverse is true with, with Moon Knight, who has pretty much languished for decades. But I think I'm still going to go with Moon Knight just because Bill uh had that amazing run on his book that uh, that I just absolutely loved. And that was really the first time I had seen someone try and do something different with the art in a mainstream comic book so I'll give it to Moon Knight just for Bill Sienkiewicz.
1: Alright Chad Yeah Moon Knight's one of those guys that I have always wanted to get into obviously visually he's awesome the Sienkiewicz stuff I am familiar with it but I have not read it um, I think the original idea for the character is interesting but Jason Todd's just kind of I don't know Moon Knight's, uh, you just he just doesn't ever click, and Jason Todd has surprised me by coming back with some interesting stories, and, and writers are doing creative things with him. So uh, I'll go Jason Todd. Okay, Dave.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. Moon Knight, he's always cool looking. He was always you know. Interesting to me, but I never read him. You know, I never actually you know, came back recently with David Finch doing the art and all that and what's-his-face writing him, and, and I picked up the first trade, and I was like, meh, he's crazy. He's got like 15 personalities. I, I don't even know what he is, but Jason Todd, yeah. As Robin, not so much a fan but when they brought him back, and I, I kind of like how they brought him back, Mike, but uh, what they're doing with him now is just fantastic. So Jason Todd.
2: Chuck? Uh, yeah, I, I always – I'm kind of in the same boat where I haven't really read much of Moon Knight. I always thought he looked pretty cool. Uh, I always felt he was sort of like a uh, uh, like a Marvel version of Batman almost, uh, like the dark stuff about him. But, uh, sure. Uh, uh, but Jason Todd, um, again, not a fan of him as Robin, had kind of mixed feelings about him coming back to life with the whole Red Hood thing. But, um, yeah, I'm going to side with Jason Todd just because it's in the whole Batman uh, uh, mythos, and uh, some aspects of him are kind of cool. Uh,
3: okay, so we'll vote for Jason Todd. And uh, I, as well, have never read Moon Knight. So this really should tell you how it's going to go because nobody reads Moon Knight because he's Moon Knight. I've read like three issues.
4: Am I the only one that's that actually read the old Moon Knight book? Yes, you are. I'm so old. <laughs> you are.
3: Yeah. So old. And I'm also the only it, it, one on the panel that liked Robin. I like Jason Todd Robin. I like the way he went out. I like the way he came back. I like it all. Jason Todd wins. DC gets a point, And we're moving on to the DC Universe gods versus the Marvel gods. And Chad, that one's yours.
1: Yeah, the DC gods, um, to me, always feel like background characters in a Wonder Woman story. They're never really, you know, they're, they're not uh, participating in the DC universe all the time. They're just kind of, whatever, they show up now and again when a mythological character is needed. But in Marvel, the gods are very much a part of the universe. I mean, you see, there was a Tales of Asgard book. You know, you know the the Warriors 3 and Odin. And even Hercules is like a, a you know, B-list player. Um the new gods notwithstanding, uh, I, I would have to say that uh, the Marvel gods have got it all over them, all over DC, so I go Marvel.
0: All right. Dave? Yeah, notwithstanding the new gods, yeah. then the, <laughs> uh, the Marvel gods are all over the place because just Asgard alone has just been, like you said, such a pivotal part of the Marvel mythology. And DC, yeah, they got the Greeks and they got the Norse and they got the this and that every once in a while, but the, the new gods, the Kirby gods... Such an incredibly rich, fantastic mythology, all unto themselves. Like, so they're not even taking from anybody else's idea. Like, this is like created straight up, you know? So I'm giving it to DC because the new gods are phenomenal characters.
2: Okay, Chuck. Uh, Yeah, well, I'll I'll agree that the the Marvel gods are more active in the the Marvel universe uh, um, and they're kind of based on more famous actual gods. I do really love like the the original uh you know fourth world uh, stuff with Kirby uh and that whole area, and uh, the reason why they don't really interact with the the d c u as much is because uh they're in their own kind of world or or uh, area uh, and I just always thought they were kind of cool creative kind of underutilized I always like when Jim Starlin kind of drags them out of the uh the woodwork so yeah i'm going d c gods d c gods Thor, Odin,
3: Ares, Hercules. Oh, goodness gracious. Can I name all the Marvel gods? I, I, I almost probably could because th- I read a lot of Marvel God stuff. I don't know why. Oh, it's probably because they pop up in everything all the time. <laughs> They're always there. They are a force to be reckoned with in the Marvel Universe. Not to mention like Mephisto and some of the other bad guy gods that pop up from time to time. So I got to go Marvel. Mike? tiebreaker time
4: you know um i i I pretty much agreed with damon uh about the marvel gods uh I, i love the new gods uh certainly the this the standard dcu gods um really just don't even hold a candle when you factor the new gods in uh you know my love for kirby uh, would would seem to put them uh, at the top, but you know, my, my love for Kirby also would then be about Asgard, and and I think his portrayal of Asgard was was just astounding. But as I was sitting here, I remembered that the DC gods also featured in Sandman, and the DC gods as they were shown in Sandman, and not just, I mean, not just Thor and and Loki, but uh, Asian gods, Egyptian gods, uh, just that the, pretty much all of mythology kind of manifests itself in, in that book. And I think that pushes it over the edge for me. So I'm going to give it to DC.
3: But point for DC. Damn. i not, not expecting that, DC. Oh. Another point. And we're moving on. Dave, this one is yours. It is the Outsiders versus the Defenders. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, see, we laugh right away because, you know, the Defenders were such a joke. Uh, unfortunately, which isn't fair, I think, to the creators that were working on the book with some very powerful characters, Doctor Strange and Valkyrie and the Hulk and all that, but it, it just never seemed to get off the ground up to the point where they had uh give uh, given DeMates and Maguire do their satirical version in recent years. Um whereas the outsiders, they were just they were just cool. They were cool before the recent the recent run with where Batman ended up taking over the series after he was funding it and Nightwing was running it and all that stuff. But even like back in the day when it was like Katana and like Black Lightning in his badass 70s retro outfit with his natural going on, I always dug him. I didn't read him, but that you know every time I saw it initially, man, those guys look so cool. So I'm going, I'm going Outsiders.
2: Outsiders, Chuck. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna uh, side with the Outsiders as well. I mean, the Defenders they got a lot more powerful people. Uh, you know, they had Hulk and Silver Surfer and Doctor Strange and stuff like that. But um, just the fact I never really followed the defenders, and uh, apparently wasn't very successful from what I just heard earlier. But uh, um, and you know just the fact that Batman was was involved with the Outsiders puts that over the top for me. So Outsiders,
3: Outsiders, um, yeah. I've not read either one. I know which what the teams are, and so I'm going to have to go with these just straight up head to head fight. And let's see. Let's just have the Hulk versus the Outsiders. Who the fuck wins? <laughs> I'm sorry. You take one character from the Defenders, and they can take out the entire team. So I got to go with the Defenders,
4: Mike. Yeah, I've I've always loved the Defenders. I, I just thought that was such an, a a strange and amazing uh, combination, um, a group that was essentially more powerful than the Avengers. I mean, it was Namor, the Hulk, Doctor Strange, the Silver Surfer. Uh, the, these were just powerhouses, but all all loners and outsiders that kind of came together in this strange kind of non-team that was was everything that the Avengers weren't and uh, and I just, I love that. I mean, the, the Outsiders may have been called the Outsiders, but the Defenders really were Outsiders, so I'm going to go with them.
3: <laughs> Alright, and tiebreaker time, Chad.
1: None of you have said anything that I disagree with. At <laughs> all. None of you. I mean, whether it's number one, I've never read either, or at least never read much of either. Um, the Outsiders always had that cool factor. I mean, it was like Moon Knight when I was a kid. I didn't re- I didn't know anything about him, but boy, you wanted to, you know? Um, and the Defenders are just that goofy 70s, thrown-together, weird-ass team. Um, but I lean towards that type of thing, so uh, I like the oddballs. I'm going to go Defenders on that one. Alright, Defenders win, and Marvel
3: gets a point. Moving on to our next fight, it's for you, Chuck, it is the Dark Knight Returns versus Daredevil: Born Again.
2: Uh, okay, yeah. Um, uh, you know, to, to be honest, I don't even think I've actually read uh, uh Born Again. Um, uh, Dark uh, Dark Knight Returns uh, is just such a classic, you know. Uh, uh, run, you know, it was before Frank Miller just started completely sucking. Uh, um. I just think it's really cool, the scenario, you know, Batman's coming out of retirement. You have kind of like a Watchmen dystopian kind of vibe to it. So I'm going Dark Knight Returns. Dark
3: Knight Returns. Uh, As much as I like Dark Knight Returns, which isn't actually that much. I do like it. It's just I don't love it. I love Daredevil Born Again. I I can read that over and over and over again. And it's basically that's how Daredevil is in my mind so when these new guys have taken over Daredevil and done what they did with him and it was like, this feels like Born Again, I loved it, so I gotta go with Daredevil
4: Mike? Uh, the, the Dark Knight is is clearly, you know, one of the, the kind of the big guns, I mean, it's, it's one of the most important comic books ever made, and I, I should pick it but strangely enough, I, I think Daredevil Born Again is, is probably Frank Miller's best writing. And I think Dave Mazzucchelli is an infinitely better artist than Frank Miller. Uh, and, and I think that their work together on Batman Year One, if that were in this, would, would be the, the winner in my book. But, um, but it's not, and as influential and powerful as The Dark Knight is, and, and it should win. But I'm going to vote for Born Again
1: born again gets a vote chad yeah I'll, I'll i'll second everything mike said um miller's daredevil is the definitive daredevil and it's when you think daredevil you think of frank miller's work and his run on that book uh as a whole is probably better than dark knight returns but i have not read as far as born again so uh i gotta go dark knight returns just because i uh, I can't vote for something I haven't actually read. All right. It's all
3: tied up and going to you, Dave.
0: Well, I'm just going to sort of reiterate that I agree that, you know, Dark Knight, not only did it change the comic book industry, but I was of the age that it changed me as a reader. I wouldn't be here, you know, Skype podcasting with you guys tonight if it wasn't for that book, letting me know that this shit was okay. This shit was okay and fantastic and thrilling. Great book. However... In all of the works of Frank Miller, I totally agree. Daredevil Born Again is one of my hands-down favorite graphic novels of all time. The art was phenomenal. Just the, the whole, like, when they finally get around to introducing... And as cheesy as Nuke was, it was great. You know, Give me a red pill, whatever. And then Captain America shows up, and the little narration blocks are like, with a voice to comm- that could command gods, we could use a little rain down here, and does. And, I mean, that still, I mean, gives me chills. Like, it was just so perfect use of the medium. Of, of words and pictures, and you know, pacing of the frame, It's fantastic. So, born
1: again, baby, born again wow. wins. Ooh.
4: I was not expecting wow. that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but man, you guys got me excited to read it. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: we've got one more fight before our break. It is going to be Dark Side versus Thanos, and uh, I like both of them. They're pretty cool. But I'm going to go strictly fight on this one. I'm going to randomly say that Thanos has the Infinity Gauntlet and I'm just going to ridiculously give this one to Marvel.
4: Mike, uh you know, certainly the the uh Infinity Gauntlet would uh would put it in Thanos's favor. Uh you know, Darkseid does have the Anti-Life Equation, but for me the answer to this question comes down to that episode of the Justice League when Superman and Darkseid are fighting it out and Darkseid has never been a more badass character. So I'm going to go with Darkseid.
1: All right. Chad? Yeah, I uh, I really like Jim Starlin's stuff. I like uh, Thanos and all the uh, cosmic shit over in Marvel, but Darkseid is Darkseid. And I mean, that's... Nope. No know-how. <laughs> He's Darkseid. <laughs> a point for Darkseid. Dave?
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Darkseid, he got stuck as part of that giant mural with the wall at the end of the universe. Uh, he shot Batman in the back of the history, but he came back anyway. That was like the final thing in Final Crisis. Like, really? he tried and he failed? I don't know. He's a little disappointing, but I've never been a cosmic guy. And I just remember Thanos, if I remember correctly, the few bits that I read, he was kind of a bitch for death.
3: Yeah, and he was. was. like, I will do all this
0: stuff because I love you. You know, I think that's the <laughs> yeah. name. So I'm going to give it up to Darkseid.
2: Another vote for Darkseid. And Chuck. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, Thanos, I I always thought was really cool. Thanos Quest, Infinity Gauntlet. There was another Infinity-related run, too, uh, um, that he was pretty badass in. But uh, uh, I kind of look at it kind of like Starlin versus Kirby uh, 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 in this case, and I kind of... Have to right. side with Darkseid. You know, I really like uh, all that cosmic stuff Kirby did with the Fourth World stuff in, in DC, so I'm voting for Darkseid.
3: All right, Darkseid wins. Uh, DC gets another point, and uh, we'll be back after these short messages.
2: San Andreas just can't
4: get enough of the Glory Hole theme park. My <laughs> It's the place for magic and adventure. We all like speaking rodents to entertain and educate our kids. And now with Jerry Gerbal, the kids have someone they can really relate to. Kids, come and play.
3: I've got puppies to show you.
1: Yay, it's, it's speaking, rodents. speaking rodents. Go on, kids, have fun. I know it's safe. Jerry's wearing a latex bodysuit. <coughs>
0: See you later, Mom. We're off to have fun with strangers.
4: Scream machine, Glory Hole Theme Park, Glory open every day till three a.m. Come live the mystery.
3: And we're back, uh, right on to our next battle. It is Who's Who in the DCU versus the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, also known as Ohatmu. Mike, what do you got?
4: Uh, you know, I I thought that the second version of Who's Who, the one that had the binder. It uh, was a, a brilliant idea. You could take the pages out. You could update them. But uh, the Ohatma was a Bible for me. I, I read that thing cover to cover. I learned more about Marvel Comics from that than than years of reading Marvel Comics. Uh, it's still going strong now, even though I don't get it. But uh, I still have you know all of those original issues, the trade paperbacks, uh, the essential versions... Uh, art by the best artists in Marvel. Um, definitely the Ohatmu. move.
1: All right, Chad. Uh, yeah, I was telling you during the break, I'll, I'll agree with everything Mike just said, and I'll repeat it. Um, I was buying those books and learning about the histories of Marvel and DC. And looking back now, my opinion is slightly different. I realize that they're very different books. Uh, DC did more of an art book with a, you know, brief history. Uh, Marvel tied things down. They got down to exactly how much Spider-Man could lift, how much the Hulk could lift. Uh, they gave you those diagrams, those fucking amazing cutaway diagrams of like Iron Man's armor or the Titanium Man's glove. Um, and at the time, I loved Ohatmu way more. Now I, I see them on different terms, but overall. The Marvel handbooks just—they—they—they they, they did it for me. Um, I loved everything about them, and I'll still give it to Marvel handbooks. All right, issue was great, but its its, it's not the handbook. Uh, point for Marvel. Uh, let's see, Dave. Well,
0: let's see. Uh, definitely the the handbook of the Marvel universe. I bought every issue, and I couldn't wait. And I would be like ridiculous, and I would like clear my bedroom floor and line up all those covers because obviously single <laughs> cover. Cup- Connected and I thought that that was just so. Oh, I great. forgot
4: about that. That was
0: awesome. So cool, and yeah, the same thing. Just to learn the stats, how much they, how tall they were. The, the Peter Parker was a five ten, you know, or 5'8 right? I don't even remember something like that. He was short. He was a short guy, and I loved that. You know, you knew that stuff. Um, the Who's Who at the time, honestly, I wasn't a big DC fan at that point in my life when those were coming out. I was, I was a Marvel kid, um, so I never really read the Who's Who till later on. And I'd find them in like the quarter bin or whatever, and I'd pick up a couple and check them out. And they were useful. But uh oh my oh, but how do you say it
2: Oh, hot move oh, hot move oh, oh,
0: definitely marvel wins
2: all right Chuck. uh yeah, as much as I would like to you know represent uh d c and and vote for d c uh, I never uh bought the who's who in the d c u uh it was kind of brief uh summaries that you could pretty much get that information just by walking into a comic store and talking to somebody um uh, and I always used uh, this DC uh, encyclopedia, so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go for Marvel. You know, they uh, uh, I probably did a better job, uh, like, you focus any time down the universe and whatnot, whereas DC was it's kind of expensive to buy all those books, and it was just kind of brief summary.
3: All right. And uh, for me, DC drools, Marvel rules. Oh, hot Moo! It's a clean sweep.
1: The official Marvel
3: handbook wins, and we're moving on. It is Bruce Wayne versus Tony Stark.
1: Oh, shit. I have no time to prepare. Uh, I don't know where (laughs) I'll go with this. Bruce Wayne versus Tony Stark. Uh, Tony Stark, you know, here's the thing. Bruce Wayne is the character. Batman's the real man. We saw uh, Batman Begins. You know, he's, he's willing to kind of sacrifice Bruce Wayne. He makes a fool of him. He's a drunken party boy. Bruce Wayne is kind of Paris Hilton. Yeah. Basically. That, that's Bruce Wayne. Tony Stark is very open about who he is. He's Iron Man. He is a playboy. He's smooth. And uh, the the fucking smooth playboy thing is lame to me. It's not even that cool, as cool as it would be, to be Tony Stark. Man, whatever. The businessman thing, man, whatever. But um, it's a really tough call because Batman's a way fucking cooler character. But um, I'll go Tony Stark just because it's... It's, it's just a different, it's a different breed. And uh, I think that's cool. I oh, no, Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Dave.
0: Ooh, uh, see, Tony Stark, you know, he's an alcoholic. He overcame that. That's impressive. But most of the money that he's made in business has been from you know, war profiteering. Not war profiteering in an evil way, but, uh, you know, weapons of development and things like that. And I, and I, you know, kind of frown on that. Whereas Bruce Wayne is like, oh, I'm going to do a leverage buyout of this weird company and then turn it into a hospital. So whatever he's doing with his money, somehow he's always managing to make money doing good things. So I think that if you're going to take the alter egos, the businessman side of their alter egos, I'm going to go with Bruce Wayne on this because I think in the end he, he, he still fights the good fight all the way through. And he's never – he's never not. We've never seen him say, well, okay, I'll take that contract from the government even if we're building guns. He's like, I'll build armor for you, but I won't build you guns. You, so I
1: Bruce Wayne. You know – you know what? I- I'm going to change my vote based on that oh, change.
3: change your vote to Bruce Wayne? That is fine. That is perfectly fine.
1: Chuck?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Bruce Wayne, too. I actually had a tough time, though, uh, deciding. You should kind of lean towards him just because, I mean, uh, he's Batman, you know, and his other ego. But uh, the other reason I was sticking is that um, both of them uh, – as superheroes kind of rely on kind of like gizmos and technology, but I feel like Iron Man relies on that more. You know, like he's in his suit uh, and he relies more on technology. Whereas Batman, uh, a.k.a. who's also Bruce Wayne, he know he's like a detective. He's extremely smart. He knows you know all these martial arts stuff, which he could actually kind of use as he's like sometimes when he's Bruce Wayne, he notices all this crazy shit, you know, and he can still you know, kind of investigate, apply that knowledge uh, um, and, uh, yeah, so Bruce Wayne Uh, Yeah,
3: Bruce Wayne is a fucking psychopath
4: <laughs> Tony
3: Stark has <laughs> issues but he's not a fucking psychopath I'm going to go with Tony Stark
4: Mike? Yeah, Tony has fun Bruce Tony. Wayne doesn't have fun I'm going with Tony <laughs> Easy as that
0: Moving and on that's to why you can't pick up the hammer of Thor, my friend
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, Bruce Wayne already won. It's all right. Another point for DC. And we're moving on to you, Dave. It is The Flash versus The Punisher.
0: Which is ridiculous, but um, I'm always game. So The Flash versus The Punisher. Okay, The Punisher never was a fan. Even at the height of his popularity, I was like, a guy with guns and he kills the bad guys. Whatever. I don't really care. The Flash, again, we were talking about Speechsters earlier. Uh, they're really hard to enjoy because how many times, uh, I remember who said it, Chuck, Chad, somebody, like, how many times can you have a guy run around fast and have that be part of the story? But uh, I, I think if you put the two of them in an arena uh, with, with no uh, forethought where, say, the Punisher could have, like, a tranquilizer dart and shoot him from a sniper gun from a distance, I, I think, obviously, the Flash wins. So Flash,
2: <laughs> Flash wins. Uh, Chuck. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Punisher, too, just because I just think speedsters, uh, like I was saying, are just really lame. Uh, I always feel like because their uh, power is running, they have to kind of add on new things to them or create these convoluted situations just uh, to make running fast uh, an important thing. So uh, I just always thought uh, Flash and all all kind of Quickster-type uh uh character's are kind of lame. So Punisher, just punch him in the face. I'm going Punisher.
3: All right. Punisher gets a point. Um, you know, this fight isn't really a fight if we're actually doing superpower fight. The Punisher has no power. Uh, like Batman, he or Bruce Wayne, he is a psychopath. He is crazy. That's his power. That's it. The Flash can run really, really fast. He can run faster than his bullets. He can run faster than the Punisher can pull the fucking trigger. I'm sorry. The Flash wins.
4: Mike? You know, it's strange. In in many ways, uh, Flash was the, the character that heralded the beginning of the Silver Age, and in many ways, the Punisher heralded the beginning of the Bronze Age, but uh, I, I've never really cared for the Punisher very much. And uh Mark Wade's run and Jeff John's multiple runs on the Flash have all been phenomenal and certainly you know if you go straight up powers, Flash can disassemble the Punisher's gun. He can disassemble the Punisher before uh the Punisher can even bat an eye, so I'm going the Flash.
3: And Chad.
4: Uh what's the score right now? Uh three for Flash, one for
1: Punisher. Oh fuck it, I'll just say Punisher just yeah, why not? <laughs>
3: That's fine. We're moving on. Flash 1. It's going to be the DC games versus Marvel games. That's video games, board games, role-playing games, whatever you want to use in that. It's all games. And Chuck, that's yours.
2: Oh, yeah. I I had kind of a hard time with this one. To be honest, I never really played many of those games. Uh, And Later on, when I kind of stopped playing video games is when all the cool, you know, sophisticated Marvel games and stuff were coming out. So I'm Probably just gonna leave this one up to chance. Throw it to R two or something.
3: All right, R two D two. If it's odd, it goes to DC. Even goes to Mar- Marvel. Mike. R two says one. R two says one. That's a point for DC. And um, <laughs> you know, Marvel games are really, 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 really fun. DC's only done it right once, and that's with Batman Arkham Asylum. But Marvel, you've got a couple Hulk video games where you get to just run around New York City destroying buildings, and it's great. Uh, Spider-Man video games, you get to swing around New York City, just swinging around the city. I I love it, so i got to go with Marvel games.
4: Mike? You know, I never really played uh, video games very much at all. Um, I've, I've played the Marvel Ultimate Alliance game, and that was fun, but certainly not enough to, to sway my vote one way or the other. Uh, DC actually had, to my knowledge, the first video game. I remember Superman on the Atari 2600 way, way back years ago. And uh, the the Heroclix games are pretty much uh, identical. The Versus games are identical, the DC heroes role-playing game was uh, you know one of the most interesting and sophisticated and complex role-playing games uh, that had come out at that time but the Marvel game was basically just fights and that was a lot more fun we we actually stopped even playing any of the the modules or the scenarios and we would just kind of have our own early geek fight and randomly select characters and have them fight it out and see who won so I'm gonna go Marvel
1: all right, Chad. Yeah, I've played uh both the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, um, those the Spider Man games you're talking about where you just swing through New York, uh Hulk, I think it was Engine of Destruction, where it's like you're just you have a huge map of New York and you're just walking around smashing shit. Um can't think of a lot of D C games I've played off the top of my head. And I've never been a, uh, big into role playing. Uh enjoy hero clicks, but yeah, those are equal. But I, I, I figure it goes Marvel just because it seems like I can't think of any DC games off the top of my head, to be honest. So.
0: All right. A point. Marvel, A point for Marvel. Uh, Dave. Well, I I did uh, sadly kind of enjoy the Sega Genesis DC fighting game way back when, uh, but only because, Hey, look, I get to be Superman and, my, you know, some of my favorite DC characters, but yeah, when it gets down to it, it's it's that map of New York that, that Marvels used time and again. The Spider-Man games, which you know, for the base on the movies, were kind of cool, but just the swinging man. Like, I would just, I want to go to New York today, and I would just, you know, <laughs> like put the game in and swing around. And be like, oh, that's where that museum is, you know, like <laughs> the best. So even even if the game itself wasn't great, like the the play the playability, the map, just the freedom, it's the web fun. swinging. Like, Web swinging, you got to web swinging. It felt like you always thought it would feel when you were a kid, you know. So Marvel. All Thank right, you.
3: Marvel gets another point, and we're moving on. Uh, this fight is Clayface versus Sandman, and um, I have, uh, I don't want to go Marvel. I kind of want to go DC because Clayface from the animated series stuff was really cool, and I liked him a lot. But his one weakness was oh wait, his weakness was water, not sand. But Sand will mess up Clay. Uh, Clayface. Mike?
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Clayface because Sandman was in Spider-Man 3, and that movie kind of sucked.
1: All right. Chad? Clayface was awesome in Batman the Animated Series. Uh, what's What's Clayface's history in the comics? Uh, he was an old actor, and he could mold his face, and then he died, and there was another one. And then there was the dude that's kind of like the dude in the cartoon that basically sucked until the cartoon came out, and he was awesome in the cartoon. Sandman is a dude with a bad haircut and a fucking green turtleneck.
3: <laughs> Sandman.
1: So you, All the way Sandman.
3: You're voting for oh.
1: Sandman. All right, Dave. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a tough call. I mean I like the you know the, the malleability of both of their, their powers, but I think in the end, you know, clay is more powerful than sand, And, you know, you could you could build a spaceship out of that guy and send him off and he'd survive. So I'm gonna go clayface.
2: Clayface and Chuck? Uh yeah, this is another one where I had uh, uh kind of a tough time. Uh I uh, agree that Clayface and animated series was pretty badass, but um I don't know. I think Sandman, uh, his powers uh, might be able to uh, uh, do more. I mean, he can kind of become like a sandstorm, almost kind of fly around. Um, I'm going Sandman.
3: You went Sandman, but... He could choke you with his turtleneck. (laughs) He could choke you with his turtleneck, but unfortunately, Clayface will drown you in his body. So, uh, and he did win. And we're moving on to our next fight. It is Green Lantern and Green Arrow versus Power Man and Iron Fist. Uh, what is it, Hard Traveling Heroes? Mike!
4: Green Lantern and Green Arrow was uh, you know, one of one of the great books from DC's Bronze Age. It's Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. It's tackling uh, powerful social issues. Uh, I, I think I've read somewhere that that, that panel where uh, the old guy... You know, asks Green Lantern. You know what he's done for the black people uh, is is one of, if not the most, reprinted comic book panels in in comic book history. And I don't even know who did Power Man and Iron Fist, so I'm going Green Lantern.
1: All right, Chad, I'm up. Cool. Yep. Uh, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, hard traveling heroes. Uh, Danny O'Neill and fucking uh, Neil Adams. Amazing, awesome. Uh, heroes tackling really relevant issues in an incredibly heavy handed way but still it's an ambitious project Um, and it's kind of quaint nowadays, it's kind of funny and and very heavy handed but uh, very cool Um, Power Man and Iron Fist, two washed up exploitation era heroes that they just kind of threw together um, and just let's but fuck it it's kind of like the defenders um i want to go power man and iron fist because i love those dudes and i love i think it, they're awesome they're hilarious but i'm gonna go hard traveling heroes just because you know they tried something different you know they were tackling something new and 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 that's cool so <coughs> all, right. Like. all right green line green arrow gets another point
3: dave it's your turn
0: yeah, I do, I do like the hard-traveling heroes. I love what they did. I love the art. I mean, some of those images stayed with me forever. I didn't even, back back when they were coming out, I wasn't even buying that stuff, but I remember flipping through them and, and just going, wow, this is really intense. Oh, my God, what the heck is uh, Speedy doing, you know? Um, but but I, I always had a thing for Power Man Iron Fist, and maybe this is just the uh, the Marvel actually having not-white people
1: <laughs> you know, uh, and
0: it was like, well, the white guy that studied martial arts, but then, you know, the black guy from the hood, like, he was real and he, you know, false prison sentence. And I always loved his origin. And I thought, oh, these guys are cool. And but you know what? They got to try to make a buck. They're heroes for hire because, damn, they don't have any of these breaks. They don't have any of these privileges that the Avengers do or the Justice League or Oliver Queen owning however many companies he owned and then was like, you know, crazy leftist liberals. So I'm going Power Man and Iron Fist. Power Man. Was Iron like, Fist. <clears> throat> throat>
2: All right, Chuck all right yeah i mean to my mind i think it's really no contest i think green arrow green lantern is just uh just one of those really classic uh runs i mean you think of dc bronze age it's like uh one of the first things that comes to mind uh just just really classic great uh, uh run uh power man iron fist uh i don't even really know that um you know since doesn't have the recognizability of it and everything and plus i mean green lantern i mean he's just really cool uh uh so i'm going with uh green arrow green lantern all
3: right and uh luke cage i'm sorry they're all white people except for luke cage and i gotta (laughs) my 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 vote behind power man and 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 a guy you could mistake for asian because you don't really see that he's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white guy until he takes his mask off. So, <laughs> Just like in Kung Fu. Exactly. <laughs> but Green Lantern and Green Arrow wins. And we're moving on to our next fight. It's yours, Chad. It's Amazo versus Ultron.
1: Okay, so Amazo, he's the robot that can duplicate the powers of the Justice League? Exactly. Correct. Okay, so you got Superman, fucking Wonder Woman... That alone is is enough. There should be enough. Uh, Batman, Green Lantern, Hawkman, whatever. Um, it's the Justice League. It's the big guns. And Amazo should be the most amazing thing. No pun intended. But he always gets defeated. And Ultron always gets defeated. But Ultron is made of adamantium. Think, think about that. It's like... Oh, this guy's really bad. Yeah, he's got an adamantium skeleton. Oh, this guy's fucking cool, you know. Oh, he's got this huge gun or whatever. Oh, really? Well, this is my robot that's made of fucking adamantium. <laughs> he's made of it. Oh, well, it's this imaginary metal that cannot be... Nothing can defeat it. Not even Thor's hammer can crack it. And he's made of it. So, Ultron. All right. Bad ass. Dave? Yeah. <clears throat> I think I'm going to go with Ultron, too, just because...
0: Not because, and while it's impressive, yes, that he's made of adamantium, not not because of that, but because his resilience and his, his constant ability to, like, manipulate and
3: deceive, and, he's, and he constantly shows up. He's And it goes to you, Chuck. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I'm gonna side with Ultron as well, I just think he's kind of, just like a cooler character, even just his appearance, uh, has kind of more of an effect in the Marvel Universe, uh, Amazo is cool, but, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Ultron's kind of a more interesting uh, character, so I'm going with him.
3: And, uh, yeah, you know, I kind of have to go, go with Ultron, too. Um, not because, you know, he can, he's got Animantium or anything like that. It's, it's the fact that he basically takes over machines. That's what his gig is. And if I'm not mistaken, Amazo is a machine, so I'm gonna go Ultron.
1: Mike?
4: Yeah, let's just give it to Ultron. Well,
1: well, don't forget that he's made of adamantium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing he's missing is an eye patch, and that motherfucker would be unstoppable.
4: And he doesn't have pointy ears and a silly red cap.
1: <laughs> no,
3: he does not. And we're moving on, Dave. This one is yours. It is Star Trek versus Star Trek. Yeah,
0: Uh, let's see. Never read it, never read it, never will. But they dig it to hang out with the X-Men, so Marvel.
2: All right. Vote for Marvel, Chuck. Uh, Well, uh, I'm like a real hardcore Trekkie, uh, so I actually own the whole run of uh, the Marvel and DC Star Trek comic books uh, because I need help. Uh, But uh, the Marvel... um, run of the star trek comic books was pretty god awful uh and it was kind of short-lived it kind of spun off from when star trek the motion picture came out uh uh it was first tie-ins and then they went into issues and i even remember like an issue where like they encountered like a fucking like haunted house in space or some shit it was almost like (laughs) did the writers even watch star trek whereas DC comics uh, immediately were pretty bad uh, well not bad but uh, pretty weak but they were at least tolerable so I'm I'm voting for the DC uh, Star Trek uh, yeah.
3: all right DC gets a point and uh, DC gets a point for me DC Star Trek because it had Deep Space Nine I'm not even sure if Marvel did I don't remember but I remember DC had Deep Space Nine DC comics so I'm gonna go with DC on that one Mike
4: yeah the the d c books uh were written by peter david uh they had the adaptations of, of star trek three and star trek four uh and you know I had completely forgotten about that horrible haunted house comic until you just mentioned it so uh, <laughs> i i think that's that's just gonna push it over the edge for for d c for me
1: all right chad i didn't even know marvel had a d, uh a star trek comic so <laughs> I didn't even I no clue. So D C. Alright, and
3: D C wins. Moving on to the next fight. Chuck, but this can one I just say yours. that I, I do enjoy the Star Trek comics written by Paul Story. Did Paul Story write a Star Trek comic?
4: Friday oh, right. W. Yeah, Friday W.
3: <laughs> Sorry, Paul. <laughs> oh wait, he's not listening. <laughs> Moving on. Uh Chuck, this one is yours. It is Cheetah Cheetah versus Sabretooth.
2: Uh, all right. I, I always thought Cheetah was kind of like kind of a lame Wonder Woman villain. Uh, not really a huge fan of her. Sabretooth, I think, was kind of more badass. You know, uh, he had kind of like the healing powers, um, the claws and all that stuff. Kind of like a like an evilish Wolverine type uh, uh, guy could definitely take Cheetah. So uh, I'm voting for Sabretooth.
3: All right. A vote for Sabretooth. And if I'm not mistaken, doesn't Sabretooth make his first appearance in either a Power Man or Iron Fist Iron comic Fist. book? Iron oh, Fist. Up, up. I got to go with Sabretooth. Just because in a, in, a, in a physical fight, he would rip that bitch's head off. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sabretooth. Mike?
4: You know, uh, I'm I'm going to go with Cheetah just because of Sabretooth's connection to Wolverine. Uh, listen to the beginning of the episode, you'll get all that. <laughs> all right, Chad.
1: Yes, I, I, Sabretooth and Wolverine, Jesus fucking Christ, played out. Um, but I do remember a time when it wasn't. And I remember when they weren't in every book. And I remember how cool those characters were at one time. And I remember Cheetah, really, from the Challenge of the Super Friends. And that's pretty much it. So I'm going to go Sabretooth. Sabretooth gets another one. And Dave. Yeah, well I'm
0: glad we're talking about the woman cheetah, not that new guy cheetah that just looks really ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, I am I'm gonna go with Saber Toothio. Yeah, he's he's well played out. But um in the beginning when I first when I first came across the character, he was he was really cool, man. He So Saber
3: All right, moving on. Uh it is editor time. Just like before. It is G- Dick Giordano versus uh Jim Shooter. Uh, basically, the editors in chief of DC and Marvel during the Bronze Age, and uh, I like Shooter a lot. I like what he writes, lots of the time. But uh, Giordano was was actually a better editor, so I'm gonna have to give it to him. Mike,
4: yeah, Dick Giordano pretty much for me uh, defined DC as as I loved it. Uh, you know the the new Teen Titans, Ronin. Dark Knight, Watchmen, Crisis, all of this was on his watch. And uh, Shooter not only gave us um, Secret Wars, uh, but also managed to alienate all of Marvel's top talent and made them run to DC to work for Dick Giordano. So, Dick Giordano.
1: All right. Chad? Uh, I don't have a clue, but I know that Jim Shooter was in charge of Marvel when... Marvel was fucking hopping, at least in my mind. Um, Secret Wars two might be horrid. The black suit, Spider Man, Beta Ray Bill, all things that were going on at the time, uh, are, have have very they're cornerstones of my memories. But you guys present a pretty fucking good argument for Dick Giordano, so I'm gonna go Dick Giordano. <laughs> okay, Dave. Uh,
0: Giordano absolutely was there when DC was at its highest point that helped redefine comic books and pop culture and everything. But Jim Shooter did a lot of great things for Marvel. Yeah, apparently he's kind of like a, a douche, maybe from what I've read up on him. But he was constantly trying new things, whether it was the New Universe, and yes, I, I am a fan, um, or or starting like fifteen different companies. I mean, God, what didn't he do during that '90s like run around like craziness? He was like the editor for everything. Uh, what was it? Virgin Comics? Was that? I don't even remember.
4: Valiant.
1: fingers in a lot of pies, man.
0: Yeah, he's he just he's constantly going. He's constantly trying new things. He's constantly trying to get people to to do stuff. So I'm gonna go with Shooter just
2: because he's he's a, he's a a workhorse of of creative dynamic. Okay, Chuck. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I like Shooter. I mean, he even played a role in uh, some, some DC stuff, uh, improving some DC stuff, like making Legion of Superheroes not lame and stuff. Um, but, I mean, I thought the new universe was pretty stupid. Um, uh, you know, the whole Secret Wars thing uh, that he was behind was pretty terrible. Um, and, uh, you know, Dick Giordano, I mean, uh, you yeah. know, just for like uh, you know organizing the crisis alone, I thought was I, th- I always thought that was a really cool way to kind of streamline the DC universe and uh, really kind of uh, pull DC out of the muck after uh, them just kind of pumping out large volumes of, of, of crap. So uh, I'm going with the Dick. <laughs> you like Dick? All right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and we're moving on. Uh, DC won, that, won one. that. All right. And that's a on? tough one too, man. Not that tough.
1: It was Uh, real. Yes and no, though. I mean, you know, like Dave had a lot of really good points about Shooter just like trying stuff. And and I loved his whole idea of every book you buy is the first book you've ever read. You know, we introduce our powers. I mean, I don't know. I dig that kind of stuff. Anyway, go on. on. Watchmen, Dark Knight. Yeah. Crisis. Pretty much says it all. Fair enough. Uh, New Teen Mark, Titans. I voted for Giordano for Christ's <laughs> sakes. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> Mike I appreciate the backup.
1: <laughs> this one is yours,
3: Mike. It is Wonder Woman versus Ms Marvel. Uh
4: wow. I I don't care at all about Ms. Marvel. And uh you know, Wonder Woman she's one of the icons. For nothing else, I'll give it to her.
1: Alright, vote for Wonder Woman. Chad. Yeah, it doesn't even seem like a contest. I mean, just, it's Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman, so of course. All right, another vote for Wonder Woman. Dave?
0: Yeah, if you throw them down in an arena, that's going to be a hell of a fight. They're both super strong, they're both super powered. She's got her ray blast, she's got her bracelets, whatever. But Wonder Woman, while, you know, so many writers have had trouble tackling her and presenting her the way that I've always felt she needs to be presented. I mean, she's just hands down one of the, the strongest female characters in, in any company out there. So Wonder Woman, hands
2: down, one of my favorites. Wonder Woman. Chuck. Uh, yeah, I never really read a Wonder Woman. I wouldn't go out and buy a Wonder Woman book, but I'll tell you, I sure as hell would definitely never buy a Miss Marvel book. Uh, uh, I mean, they might have crappy people like Jody Picoult write Wonder Woman, but it's just like... Other people said that uh, she's just such a classic, iconic character. And uh, I always kind of liked her in kind of like the dynamic of the Justice League. Kind of, you know, uh, it's like the friends of Batman, Superman and all of them. So uh, I'm, go- I'm going Wonder Woman.
3: Okay, another vote for Wonder Woman. And I will be the lone vo- vote of dissension. Wonder Woman is fucking boring. And everything I've ever read her in. There's only one time I've ever been interested in Wonder Woman. And that was that Wonder Woman uh, DC animated. That's it. It's the only time. Every time I see Miss Marvel in an, an Avengers comic, Miss Marvel with other, I, I enjoy it. The fact that Miss Marvel gave Rogue her powers, technically, I, I like it. I like it a lot. So I'm going Miss Marvel, even though all you bastards went with the most boring character in all the comics, Wonder Woman. And we're moving on. <laughs> it is Psycho Pirate versus Galactus, and Chad, this one is yours.
1: It's Galactus all right (laughs) that's it it's just galactus
0: okay dave yeah i don't know the guy that eats planets or the guy that remembered the crisis i'm going galactus
2: all right chuck uh i'm gonna make some enemies here but i'm going psycho pirate because i mean uh um first of all if you you remember in infinite crisis uh Psycho Pirate is used to make, like, whole planets of people go insane and kill themselves. So Psycho Pirate could just make Galactus want to destroy himself.
3: All right. Uh, Vote for Psycho Pirate. And you know what? I'll back you up there, Chuck. I think that because Galactus isn't an, an omnipotent being. He's just a dude that eats planets. That's his gig. But he can be affected by psychic things. And who's to say Psycho Pirate couldn't turn him and make him try and kill himself or make him just leave? So I'm going to go Psycho Pirate. And it's all tied up and coming to you, Mike, and I don't think you thought it would be.
4: <laughs> no, that, uh, that is quite a surprise. I was actually thinking of going uh, for Psycho Pirate just uh, as a joke. But since <laughs> it would be a joke, uh, I will pick Galactus because he eats planets. Psycho Pirate lives on a planet. Do the math. Uh, the math is Psycho Pirate wins.
3: Okay, no, the math is Galactus wins. Marvel gets another point, and we're moving on. Uh, Dave, this one is yours. It is the DC Universe Bronze Age versus the Marvel Universe Bronze Age.
0: Well, so define these this this era. What what decades are we talking exactly here?
3: It's the Bronze Age.
0: <laughs> what age is this? Uh, the modern age still, or is it uh, like, the future age? Or I don't the know what I don't know decade? what age
4: we're in. Well, uh, you you days? can define it. You know, however you want, but roughly from the maybe 1970 or the early 70s to somewhere in the 80s. That's how I define it.
1: Early
0: 80s. All right. Well, let's go with like this Here Secret Wars. Here we go. So DC, uh, the DC Bronze Age was when they started making really good books for a mature audience. No more camp, no more they were all about like good stories good characters great art what have you but this is the you know marvel was still just sort of starting out like 10 years into it so they're like the second child and the second child is always cooler than the older kid no offense to anybody that's the older kid so i'm giving it to marvel marvel because they just came out swinging like they'd already learned from all dc's mistakes and they just came out with it like here are the stories we're going to tell these are the characters these are their flaws obviously marvel's, marvel's big thing so uh, Marvel wins the Bronze Age for me
3: Alright, Marvel gets a point, Chuck?
2: Uh, well, I, you know, I, I got into comics reading uh, DC Bronze Age and, you know, all I gotta say is you got Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns um, Green Lantern, Green Arrow uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths so, uh, um, I mean maybe, you know, Marvel uh, was able to build off that, but I feel like the DC was actually pretty cutting edge, and particularly I think uh, the crisis, it was like they spent years just researching how to completely streamline and have a whole big tie in. Like uh, it was pretty revolutionary. So I'm going to uh, uh, DC.
3: All right, a vote for DC. And uh, you know what? Marvel Bronze Age has black people. And not black people that their name is Black Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> so they have black people that have regular names. So I'm going to have to go with... Like Black Panther? Like Black
0: Panther. <laughs> black Panther
3: is from the Silver Age, thank you very much. Yeah, Not the yeah. Bronze Age. So uh, I'm going to have to go with...
4: Marvel. Well, Marvel did have Black Goliath at that time.
3: Yeah, whatever. They were just copying DC.
4: <laughs> Mike, it's your turn.
0: They also um, had Blade. They also had, you know... Yes. Good black job, Damon. They
3: also black had Power Man. Power Man. Luke
4: Cage. Uh, you know, I I really think the the Silver Age ends, uh, or the Bronze Age rather ends, um, with Crisis on Infinite Earths at DC. So uh, most of the the great stuff that that I think of when I think of DC's peak uh, would all be uh, post Bronze Age stuff. There is some great stuff like Teen Titans, uh, Ronin, Camelot, Three Thousand. Uh, certainly, near the end of the Bronze Age, they were on the rise. But Bronze Age Marvel is John Byrne and Chris Claremont on the X-Men, Frank Miller on Daredevil, um, George Perez and John Byrne on the Avengers. Uh, you know, for me, it's a it's a who's who of of who became really the the artists and writers of their generation. Uh, not to mention things like Howard the Duck, Conan the Barbarian. Uh, you know it's that that is a time period where marvel really became number one and for me they're still number one in my book so marvel oh, that's, a good that's, that's
3: a good point all right and chad
1: yeah yeah mike gave us the history lesson right there and i agree with that completely uh that's the era of marvel where i started you know getting really into comics and and knowing who these characters were um And Marvel just, they were firing on all cylinders. And they had black people who didn't have names like Black something. Except uh, for Black Goliath. They had some Asians, too, I believe. Oh, my goodness. Yes, and I believe their Asians had the same skin coloring as the thing. But uh, (laughs) still, they tried, damn it.
4: (laughs) Yeah, but at least they weren't colored yellow.
0: (laughs) they are all about multicultural ethnic backgrounds in Marvel.
4: At Marvel, but not DC. And we're moving oh. on. They even had a duck. Yeah, <laughs> they
3: even yeah,
4: have... Marvel, although he Marvel was a was white duck. Kicking in Bronze Age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a white duck,
3: wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Goddamn white ducks. Uh, Chuck, <laughs> this fight is yours. It is Raven from the Teen Titans versus Rogue.
2: Okay, uh, I thought I, I thought this was a pretty cool uh, matchup, uh, but I'm going with Rogue just because I. Uh, um, Kind of liked her uh, uh i really followed the X men in the very early nineties uh, I um, really liked that and like her working in with it uh, uh, whereas uh, I can't even remember uh any book or run where like Raven played like such a cool, prominent role that i would even you know mean in her direction, so I think rogue is kind of a uh, a cooler more classic uh character
3: so. all right, I'll vote for rogue. T I T A N S, you Titans, go, type, let's go. That's my Raven. That's the Raven I know. I never read Raven in the comic books. As a matter of fact, in the comic books, I'm sure she's quite boring because, well, she's a DC character and I'm a Marvel guy. Uh, Rogue, I like a lot. I, I like the aspect of you can't touch her or anything like that, and you know she'll, or if you do, she'll, you know, completely mind fuck you. But I, I got to go with Raven because she actually is much more powerful than Rogue.
4: Mike? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Raven because her daddy is the devil, and oh. uh, and uh, you actually could have sex with her.
1: Yeah, you could. <laughs> Chad? Um, I read all that Titan stuff after the fact, collected and trade paperbacks. I read X-Men at the time, and at the time Rogue was. A totally interesting character. Stole Miss Marvel's powers. You couldn't touch her. Um, she became this sassy southern belle who's all iconic, by a sugar all the time, drinking mint juleps and shit. Um, Raven, probably more powerful. Don't really know much about her. Rogue's way fucking cooler. So, Rogue. Uh, vote and the mohawk her. and the white stripe back in the Ooh. day. It's great. <laughs> it's all tied up and going to you, Dave. Who do you have?
0: That is a tough call, because I'm in agreement, being the daughter of a devil, uh, that Raven is more powerful, but, you know, and I like the fact that they're both, they're both unapproachable women, I mean, like, yeah, you can't touch Rogue, but you really, you really don't want to touch Raven, or she's not touch, like, from a dating standpoint, they're, they're tough, they're quite a challenge, um, the both of them, but, um, I think that your Raven's been sort of static. She sort of always is. She's having the same trouble that she always had. And Rogue is, you know, really grown from, you know, she's in the Brotherhood. She's joined the X-Men. You can't touch her. She can absorb everybody's powers and kick everybody's ass. So there's so much you can do with her and so much that they have done. Uh, I'm going to go with Rogue. I like what they're still doing with her. She's She's, stay, she's got stay in power. All right.
3: Rogue wins. Yeah. Marvel gets another point. And we're at our last fight of the episode. And uh, this one goes to you, Mike. It is George Perez versus George Perez.
4: You know, uh, the first comics I ever got into, the first artist that I I ever got into was, was Perez on the Fantastic Four and on the Avengers, and he really in many ways defined the look of those books. But to me, his work on Teen Titans and Crisis on Infinite Earths basically was was where i began uh reading dc comics and uh he he really defined that uh and and the work he's done for dc uh lately i think has also been fantastic so i will give it to the dc george perez
1: all right chad he said it that's that's exactly it i mean when i think of perez and and him hitting me it was that titan stuff um and when I think of Perez, I think of his DC work. I think of Crisis, and and his Marvel stuff not so much. So it has to go to the DC Perez. All right, another vote for DC Perez, Dave.
0: I'm just gonna just reiterate exactly that. Like when I think of Perez, I think of the Teen Titans. I think of the Crisis, and I think you know the Marvels. I think of his Avengers work and stuff, but it, it didn't uh, did not have the same emblazoning on my eyes when I looked at it. So. I just think Perez is the DC guy, so DC Perez.
3: DC Perez, Chuck.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I mean yeah. I mean, if you even noticed, I already mentioned Crisis on Infinite Earths like a million times because I was always obsessed with it when I uh, earlier on and um, the Team Titans run he did was great. But uh, yeah, you know, just if you consider what he had to do in Crisis, he had to literally draw every single uh, <laughs> DC character that ever existed. With, like, planets exploding and shit. And it looked incredible, uh, especially for the time. Um, So, hands down, I think uh, Perez and DC is superior.
3: All right, another vote for Perez. And it ends with me, and fuck you all, Marvel rules. (laughs) I'll give a (laughs) point to him just because, even though DC already won that one. And uh, let me tally this real quick. Uh, yeah. DC won this fight, too. Uh, it was 19 to... Well, 19 to 12, DC wow. over Marvel, and in the overall, let's see, that brings us up to...
4: Does that tie it up? It comes really close, doesn't it? I thought there was a seven-point spread, and that's seven points, isn't it? And you tw- oh my god, it does tie it up. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. <laughs> So it's all tied up overall.
3: 33-33. Nope, nope. 33-32-32. Oh, my goodness. 32-32. Yeah.
4: Wow. <laughs> it is no.
3: all tied up. So that means we actually have to have another fight.
4: Yep. We're going to have to go to a round <laughs> three.
3: There has to be a round three because we've tallied the votes, and it's, it's even. Dead heat. 32-32. Wow. Uh, well, I would like to thank you for listening. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us today. Does anybody have anything they want to plug?
1: Hey, you can find me, Chad Durdowski every Wednesday on www.mania.com. I have an article called Comicscape, and I talk about comics. And I do reviews. And you do reviews. Plug. Plug. (laughs) Anyone
2: else? Uh, just shout out to my fellow uh, uh, comic book nerds that have helped make me, uh, you know, knowledgeable in the area. Uh, my friend Eric helped me come up with some some ideas for the uh, um, the battles that we talked about today. So, uh, uh, yeah, good stuff.
3: All right, Eric. Yeah, Dave. Anything
0: from you? No way, man. It's just always good talking to you guys about the same old stuff that we talked about fifteen years ago.
3: <laughs> all right. I'd like to uh, thank Trek Gas for letting me do trivia on there. Uh, Uber Nerd Nation for having a pretty cool uh, geek site. Uh, for all things Trek, look no further than subspacecommunique.com. Mike, do you have anything? Y-
4: yeah, you can find me along with Chad Dardowski, uh every week on the Zod Complex podcast at zodcomplex.com. And. Uh, if you would like to reach us, you can email us at geekfights at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at geekfights or become a fan on Facebook. Just look for Geek Fights. Damon?
3: And uh, if you'd like to be on the panel, just like Chuck, all you have to do is contact us. All you really need is a headset and Skype to join the Legion of Geeks. Uh, our next battle is best fantasy show of all time, which we still need a little bit of help with. And uh, after that, it's going to be Heroes, right, Mike?
4: Yep, and uh, down, the, down the road, we are going to have another Marvel versus DC and uh, some other cool stuff coming your way, especially for you Star Trek fans. Yes, that's going to be awesome. But until next time,
3: keep fighting the geek fight, everyone. Good night.
4: Those three junior super
2: friends: Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog.
4: Welcome to Geek Fights. I'm Damon Shaw, and with me, as always, is Wait, Mr. Ho- Mike. Hold on a second. I'm sorry. No. Um, because we are going. <laughs> well, no, because I just realized something. We're going to start using last names. You had oh, said. Right. So I need everybody's last name. And Chuck, what's your last name again? It's uh, Farrell.
2: F-A-R-R-E-L-L.
4: Okay. Chad Dordowski, Dave Gill, and Chuck Farrell. All right, cool. All right, let's start that again. Sorry about that. Yeah, way to go, ass monkey. Uh, I think we just found our new uh, over-the-end credits bit.
1: (laughs) 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 All right.